the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, testing positive as your guest host today on our fine program in beautiful Southern California, now on live in Los Angeles and San Diego from 3 to 5 every single day. And it's great to be a part of the show with you. It's great to uh, have you join us. You can give me a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. That's 888-LA-TALKS. You can also send me an email now at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And if you got any comments or the things that you'd rather do by email, of course, we'd always love to hear from you on the phone. And I encourage you to put that phone number in your phone because that's how you'll remember it mostly. And uh, you can listen on your radio app. And I want to encourage you to do that also. You can get the KKLA app at KKLA on your app store, actually, for KKLA or KPRZ if you are in San Diego. Do you got your coffee with you today? Uh, I went to uh, the, the big corporate St. Arbucks today, and they're, they're still handing out uh, Christmas cups. So, uh, you know, that feels kind of festive as we enter into uh, 2022 on uh, this January 6th. I wonder what's on your mind today. Uh, we'll get into probably what's more or less on your mind or maybe what you want to talk about or don't want to talk about, but we're going to uh, in the second hour. We'll talk about uh, January 6th, this, this day in history. Um, next hour. But uh, this hour, uh, I want to do something else as we begin our show today. Do you know that we're getting close to something that's fantastic if our uh, state and local governments don't mess it up? Uh, The Super Bowl will be in Los Angeles on February 13th. Uh, Valentine's Day Super Bowl, just about. I mean, is this a date for you, the Super Bowl? I looked into getting tickets today and, uh, you know, I found a deal. I can sit right on the 50-yard line uh, for less than $50,000 a seat on Ticketmaster. Um, that's minus the, uh, you know, $400,000 Ticketmaster fee they'll probably charge. I'm just kidding about that. There is a fee probably, right? I wonder what it is on that. Maybe I'll go through it and uh, let my card get declined just to see what that, uh, that fee is on there. And then, uh, somebody will probably call my wife and go, did you know that somebody tried to charge $400,000 on your, uh, your card? And then I'll have to take a break from the show and uh, clear that up. Anyway, uh, hope that you're doing well. So one of the great things, a great opportunity, and maybe you didn't realize this, um, about what we have going on in our fine city of Los Angeles is there's a group called Athletes in Action. And uh, every year they host Super Bowl Prayer Breakfast. Uh, the 2022 Super Bowl Prayer Breakfast is coming up. It's an in-person event at the uh, JW Marriott uh, here in Los Angeles on February 12th at 8 a.m. And uh, we have a special guest uh, with us today, uh, Terry Bortz, who is uh, heading that up. Terry, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you so much for having me. How are you do- today? I'm I'm great. I'm in a lot chillier weather than you are, but other than that, I'm great. <laughs> I was about to say, what is the weather like for you out, out there? And where are you? <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm in Ohio, and today it was in the 20s and snowing. Uh, is that Celsius? 
<laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> no. you know. So yeah, <laughs> how can that be? You know, we we've been complaining because in the morning here, you know, it's like 50 degrees and it's the apocalypse. But uh, uh, so hey, tell us about uh, uh, who you are and athletes in action and uh, what we can look forward to and what's coming up. Yeah, so Athletes in Action is an organization that works with college and professional athletes, and we're on about 225 college campuses in the U.S., 60 countries around the world. We provide chaplains to some of the NFL and Major League Soccer teams, and then we also do these big events at the Super Bowl, the Final Four, and the NBA All-Star Weekend. And so the Super Bowl Breakfast is the oldest and largest event that we do. It is an outreach to business executives. It actually started 35 years ago. In San Diego. It was back in 1988, and our Athletes in Action basketball team was headquartered in San Diego. The Super Bowl was coming to town, and they thought it would be fun to do a Super Bowl event. They asked Joe Gibbs to be the keynote speaker. Joe ended up being one of the coaches in the Super Bowl, so when people found out a Super Bowl coach was speaking a few days before the game, they immediately sold out. Oh, that's so fantastic. that's when the National Office of Athletes in Action said, you know what, we could make this an annual event, follow the Super Bowl to whatever city the NFL assigns it to, but we want to make an award the centerpiece of the program. And the yeah. award would be for outstanding character, integrity, and leadership on and off the field. All right. And so uh, this year, who is our uh, great award recipient this year? Yeah, so the name of the award is the Bart Starr Award, and if your listeners know who Bart Starr is, they know that he is a, was a man of impeccable character and integrity, which is why we wanted to name the award after him. He said he would be honored, and he and his wife were at every breakfast from 1989 to 2014 to personally present the award. This year's winner voted on by all the players in the league. Same time they vote on the Pro Bowl, they vote on the Bart Starr Award. Mm. So those are the only two awards voted on by all the players. And this year's winner is Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, that's amazing. I didn't realize that they were voted on by the players in that way. That's quite an honor, then, to be voted on by your peers for this. It really is, because you're being voted on by the people who know you the best. And that's right. Bart passed away a few years ago. His wife, Cherry, now makes that phone call. And Russell and Cherry Starr know each other. But he was totally, so the Seahawks set it up, so he would be totally surprised by the phone call. And we actually have that on the Super Bowl Breakfast Facebook page now, the, a video of that phone call and his, his surprised reaction and then just his thankfulness and gratitude for being selected. That is uh, really great. That's the Super Bowl Breakfast. Uh, if you search Facebook, you just type in Super Bowl Breakfast. Would you find mm-hmm. it that way? Okay, and people could watch yes. that video. Those are, those are fun videos to watch. Um, yeah. And uh, so I'd encourage you to do that after the program, after we're done here. Hey, uh, t- <laughs> yeah. Terry, how did you get involved with uh, Athletes in Action? Yeah, so I started um, 30 years ago, actually 31 years ago next month, and started really part-time, wasn't sure that that's what, really what I wanted to do, never been an athlete, but I fell so in love with the ministry that they were doing. And one of the very first projects I started working on was the Super Bowl breakfast, way before mm. I even knew, you know, who Bart Starr was and, and what it was all about. But I started working on it. Are and you a football fan, like a, a, a big fan of football, or was it just something that... Uh... <laughs> well, I didn't start out that way, but now yeah. it's kind of part of my job. So right. I definitely track. <laughs> and, I, and, of course, I watch the playoffs and, you know, and, and follow certain teams stuff like that, but um, I love using the platform of sports to see change lives, and, you know, we know that people look up to these athletes and coaches that they see on TV every week, and and they, 
and they want to hear from them. And that's what you'll do at the Super Bowl breakfast. You will hear stories from them that you don't hear anywhere else. And they share really touching stories from the heart. They share really funny stories. And so we always say it's faith, family, and football. And, and we just, we have so much fun with it. We, it, besides the presentation of the Bart Starr Award, which is the centerpiece of the program, there'll be lots of interviews and humor and highlights on the big screen. And, you know, we've got Frank Reich, Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. We have NFL Hall of Famers, Anthony Munoz and Ronnie Lott. And we have Demario Davis from the Saints, who actually won the award last year, but the event in Tampa got canceled, so he had to receive his award online. So he's uh-huh. actually going to be part of the program, so we can honor him. He can get his standing ovation from the audience. Right. And then, of course, Russell and Demario will help us present this year's awards to Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm glad that you're doing that for him. So many people lost out on uh, these opportunities last year. Uh, so yeah. uh, that's going to be uh, really fantastic. Um and who are some other people who will be uh, who will be at the event? I'm on your uh, the website here, SuperBowlBreakfast.com. Uh, right, check so that's out. where all the information is about the program, about the Bart Starr Award, about all the past winners, which include people like Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, and those are the two only two brothers who have won the award. Then we have a father-son duo who have won the award, and that's Jackie Slater, who used to play for the Rams, and Matthew Slater, who still plays for the Patriots. Um, so all those, all that information is on there. Um, plus, if you want to buy tickets or tables, there's a link there to do that. And so... Um, other people on the program, <laughs> we're going to do a segment on the USC-UCLA rivalry. And oh, okay. All I, right. <laughs> when I first came to L.A. and started meeting with people and talking, and I learned really quick not to assume that somebody went to one school or the other. Because right. if you assumed wrong, you were in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, it's a huge deal. <laughs> Definitely a big deal. And I started thinking, you know what? I bet there's a lot of NFL players who played at those two big schools. Maybe we could get some of those them to come back and just have fun with it, you know? And yeah. so we've got um, Ronnie Lott and his son, Ryan Neese. We've got Carnell Lake. We've got Anthony Munoz. And we're working on a couple of other people that we need to confirm. And, um, and we're just going to have a lot of fun with that segment. That sounds very, that sounds fantastic. Um, that's really great. So athletes in action, it's a Christian organization, right? It's, uh, is it part of uh, crew these days, which used to be campus crusade for Christ? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what would you say the, the impact behind the scenes is with athletes in action? Uh, you're involved. Are you involved with every team? Uh, Not necessarily most every teams. team, but, yeah. um, we, we focus mainly on college and professional athletes. So, um, we're all about change lives. And what we like to do is call it the total athlete. We want to work with the total athlete. So the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional. And so besides doing Bible studies and chapels and things like that, there'd be marriage seminars and, Mm. um, you know, um, small group, one-on-one mentoring and discipleship and, you know, things like that. So, um, and then we give them and I would kind of train them how to share their faith and the difference it's made in their lives. And then we give them opportunities to do that. Sometimes it's on the local level in the city where they play, and sometimes it's on a national or even international level, like the Super Bowl breakfast or the Olympics or the World Cup. You know, I think that that's something that is important for uh, all of our listeners to understand, and just anybody, is that I think when we see professional athletes, maybe just people who are famous, but especially professional athletes, many of whom are making just an an obscene amount of money, really. It's, it's unfathomable how much money it is sometimes. 
um, we assume that their life is all put together when in fact um, they're very often in trouble. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure that's different pressures than we might experience, but um, there are definitely pressures that they experience. But when you look at the past winners of of the award, it's really a who's who in the NFL. And Art Starr was very specific about the criteria for the award. He, there were three main things. He said, I don't never want a rookie to win it. I want guys that have proven they're in it for the long haul. Mm. So all the winners have been in the league between eight and 15 years. And the second one was um, the amount of community service. So a lot of our past winners have their own foundations, like Russell Wilson has a foundation called the Why Not You Foundation. And that was named after a phrase that his dad always used to say to him. And he would say, I wonder why someone doesn't, you know, whatever. He'd say, why not you? And so he is now passing on that idea and that motivation to kids in poverty. And he also has raised over $10 million to fight cancer. So he's been, he's just been doing these amazing things and using his platform in that way. The third criteria that Bart came up with was he wanted to make sure that we would be honoring men of character and integrity. And so we always have a personal recommendation from somebody that knows them. Could be the team chaplain, could be the player development rep. But, you know, you can be one person in public and another person in private. And oh, yeah. So we really want to make sure we're honoring a, a man of character that people can look up to. That is uh, it's so true. People can have a public persona and be uh, different in private. I've had uh, some opportunity to counsel uh, some professional athletes before. And, uh, you know, when I see them sitting across from me, they're ten times bigger than I imagine them sometimes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, they're just the same, you know. But when it comes to marriage or kids or things that they're dealing with, um, you know, at the end of the day, they got to give their life to Jesus. Uh, yeah, you know, they can't yeah. Take and it so with... many of them have, you know, um, yeah. the guy, the athletes and coaches that are mo- are on our program. Not all of them, but a lot of them will really have a strong faith in God. You know, Tony Dungy has been part of the program for years. Everybody knows where he stands. Benjamin Watson, Kirk Cousins, this year Frank Reich and Anthony Munoz. I mean, these are guys you see on TV all the time, and you get to really get to know them a little bit and and find out why. Why do they believe what they believe? Well, how has it changed their life? And it, it makes you think. So that's what we yeah. want these business executives to leave the breakfast thinking, you know what? I need to give back to the community the way Peyton Manning was talking about, for example, or I need to put my family first the way Tony always talks about, or I just need to get serious about my relationship with God the way Benjamin Watson was talking about. Yeah, it's very, very inspiring. So, and especially even for kids who are who are watching or hear these, you know, I've been to the uh, events where they'll give a, their testimony afterward, and uh, you know, some of them are great at it, some of them are new at it, but it impacts the uh, kids and youth tremendously to realize that it isn't just about uh, the money or the sport or the fame that these people have a testimony of Christ uh, and need yeah. a savior. And that's that's. that's- that's a really good point because we, we do encourage teenage and above because the, the program will be targeted towards business executives, so the younger kids may not enjoy it as much as the teens will. But we've had um, a lot of, in a lot of cities, people do a father-son, mother-daughter event where they the kids are able to invite their friends to come and hear from these speakers. And one year, a, father, a dad and a son were driving home, and the son said, Dad, I want to win the Bart Star Award someday. And his mm. dad said, oh, that would be great. Let's talk about what it would take for you to win the Sports Star Award for character and integrity. And they spent the entire car ride home talking about character. That is really great. So, 
How does uh, tell us more about the breakfast? Uh, is it available for people to uh, to buy into and uh, and still go? It's on February twelfth, so the day before uh, Super Bowl right. six. Yeah, we're always the day before the game on Saturday morning from eight to ten, and we're, we're one of a handful of NFL sanctioned events. And the advantage to that is they assign us a venue because the NFL controls everything that weekend. So they've assigned us to the JW Marriott LA Live downtown, which is also NFL headquarters. And we'd love to be at the headquarters hotel because a lot of the athletes and coaches will be staying there. That's where all the action is. Um, the ballroom isn't quite as large as we normally have 1,800 to 2,000 people. I think with COVID and everything, we're going to be about 1,400, um, which is still a great sized event. And we usually sell out. So I always tell people, don't wait to the last minute. People always want to wait to the last minute. But tables are assigned on a first-come, first-served basis, so it's best to get your tables early, and that can be done on our website, superbowlbreakfast.com. Um, but the, the other thing is that they let us use the Super Bowl logo, which is fun, and they help us with the voting for the Bart Star Award. So um, we're going to have all the, all the COVID rules are going to be in place. We're going to provide free testing for those who don't have a vaccine card. We're trying to make it as easy for people to participate and as yeah. safe as possible. Yeah. So, and and uh, a lot of people who live in the city can't afford to go to the game or they can't get tickets. But they don't have $50,000 for a ticket? With the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's another great <laughs> thing about the Super Bowl. Involved. Right. Events like this are very, very good. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today. And Terry Bortz from Athletes in Action is our guest. And uh, Terry is the director of special projects. And her big project coming up here for Super Bowl Sunday right here in Los Angeles, it's actually the breakfast will be on Saturday, is uh, the Super Bowl breakfast. And um, so the the right way to, if people want to go, they can sign up and get an individual ticket, but they can also buy uh, tables, right, and invite uh, their coworkers or other people from their companies. Is that uh, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, we would. They, their tables of ten, and we would love for them to purchase tables and invite people who need to hear the message. You know, maybe they're struggling, maybe they have a lot of questions, but to hear about. Um, some of the life changes that have happened in the in the lives of these athletes and coaches really has an impact on people. Plus, we provide follow-up. We provide a lot of follow-up online on our website. Um, you know, and actually one of our past Bart Star Award winners, um, Gil Bird, has, has a Bible study that he'll do on Zoom with people who are interested after the breakfast. And, um, and then we have also local groups that we can plug people into if they're interested in that. That's really great. All right. So the way to get involved, if you want to get involved, is go to SuperBowlBreakfast.com. Uh, correct? SuperBowlBreakfast.com. The Super Bowl Breakfast from Athletes in Action is February 12th, 2022 at 8 a.m. in Los Angeles at the JW Marriott Hotel. Um, and uh, anything else that uh, you'd like to add before we go? Um, I would just really encourage people to get to hop online and check us out. You know, I think that a lot of people have never heard of us, you know, and um, we're trying to get the word out. We have a, an email invitation that we're trying to get out to as many people as possible. If people want to get in touch with us, there's a, an email address on, at the end of the homepage on our website, scb at athletesinaction.org. They can email us and say, hey, I want to help you get the word out. Send me that invitation. I'll send it to all my friends and, um, and see if they want to be involved. Um, so, yeah, we just encourage people. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very inspiring. And you will not you will not regret bringing your friends and family and neighbors and coworkers to this event. It, will, it could change their lives. Right. And athletesinaction.com is your uh, – or .org, I'm sorry, athletesinaction.org, O-R-G, 
is uh, your website. And there's a whole lot of different things that you do, even at the local level with local sports um, in different communities, lots of ways for people to get involved. So I'd encourage everybody to go to athletesinaction.org and uh, check out this great um, organization. And uh, what a thrill to be able to do the Super Bowl breakfast uh, every year and that it's sanctioned it really by the is. NFL. It's a lot I think, of fun. yeah, what a great way to uh, really see that with the, uh, the big game that's coming up. And uh, we're, of course, hoping that it's Los Angeles against Los Angeles. And I'm not sure who becomes the home team. We could have both teams. Uh, not UCLA or USC um, necessarily, you know, (laughs) who knows, you know, what's going to happen, but yeah, obviously that wouldn't happen. All right. Well, Hey, Terry, uh, thank you very much for uh, joining us today on Southern California live. And thank you for what you're doing with uh, athletes in action. And uh, we're going to pray for the Super Bowl breakfast that it goes well. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you very much, Terry, for joining us today. That was Terry Bortz, and uh, she puts on all the events for Athletes in Action with a big event coming up on the 12th of February for the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl breakfast. Once again, you can participate in that. It's really targeted towards uh, business and business leaders. Um, and if you go to SuperBowlBreakfast.com, you can find out all the information on there. You know, I talk a lot on this show about the people in your relational world, your coworkers the people that you interact with, and that your place as an ambassador of Christ is to let them know um, the people that you work with about your faith. And that's hard to do sometimes, but here we have an event where if you go and you bring your coworkers, it's going to be fun, it's going to be well done, it's going to be entertaining, it's going to have to do with the Super Bowl, they'll remember it their whole life, and it might just change their life because they're going to hear the gospel and they're going to hear it in a context that's going to uh, fit where they are and I'd encourage you to take a look at this, SuperBowlBreakfast.com with Athletes in Action. Everybody, you're listening to Southern California Live. I am Scott Furrier, your guest host. You can give me a call at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Good afternoon, everybody. Southern California Live. This is your guest host, Scott Furrow. Great to be with you today, and it is a lovely day. That's a great song, by the way. Um, And uh, we uh, are enjoying uh, this fine day today. Um, You know, one of the things, I go through the news and and check out some things. There's a lot of uh, crime has been increasing as you've probably noticed. Hollywood Reporter reported a while ago that people actually are trying to order bulletproof cars. Do they make that? Uh, I guess they do. I guess you can order bulletproof cars, a bulletproof glass. I suppose that costs a little bit of money. Years ago, I got in trouble uh, with the Secret Service uh, because I was driving in a motorcade. I used to be in uh, do some political stuff, and I got to drive in a motorcade, and uh, I got to drive one of the vans, you know, it's full of press people uh, and uh, drive around. And the president, uh, it was the first President Bush. So this was a while ago. And uh, he got on Air Force One and uh, took off. And uh, one of the presidential limousines was sitting there and I walked up to it and I put my hand underneath the wheel well and I grabbed it. I couldn't believe how thick that was in there. Um, and I was surprised by that. I was not as surprised by that as I was by the guy sitting in the driver's seat who then honked at me and yelled at me. And then the Secret Service agent with the Uzi behind me telling me to get away from the vehicle, uh, but also upset with the driver for letting me to get that close to the vehicle. 
Um, are we ordering this? Have we come to a place where we have to do this as a, uh, a country? And are you worried about it? Let me ask you this. Are you worried about the increase of crime going on here and in most cities, actually? San Diego, it's true in San Diego, true in Los Angeles, true around uh, um, the country in different places and different kinds of, of crime. We haven't seen this kind of increase in uh, quite a long time. You can call me at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. We'd love to know uh, how you're feeling about that. Um, 888-528-2557. And I was thinking about it because this morning I read in the LA Times um, an article about the lampposts, um, you know, the great lampposts that you see on the bridges that go over the uh, the viaducts around uh, uh, Los Angeles, in particular the Glendale Hyperion Viaduct, those lampposts are historic. You always see them in movies. Often when there's a movie or something uh, being presented about Los Angeles, we'll probably see them in you know Super Bowl ads coming up and Super Bowl pregame and all of that. Uh, those lampposts are being stolen. Did you know that? You might have noticed that some of them are missing. But it turns out, according to the Times, that uh, they are actually being stolen. In fact, uh, 22 of these historic streetlights in our town have been stolen. And so what's happened recently is city crews have taken down an additional 18 and they're storing them somewhere because uh, creating these, uh, these brass uh, light posts, um, you know, we just don't do that anymore. You'd have to have them specially made. They're probably outrageously expensive. And it's a, it's a, it's a sad thing. Um, and I learned a few things about it. I didn't realize that the Glendale Hyperion Viaduct Bridge was dedicated as a World War I memorial. Did you know that? Uh, I had no idea. May 30th, 1930. I guess there's a plaque on there, so if you walk across or you look carefully, maybe while you're in traffic going under it the right direction, you can maybe see it. I'm not really sure. Here's my question. I got two, I got two really big questions about these lampposts. Uh, number one, who is stealing them, and how do you do that? Do you just unscrew them from the bridge? And you carried on your shoulder, they've got to weigh hundreds of pounds. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but you know, how do you steal 22 of these brass lamps? And I suppose you do it at night. Do you, do you unplug it? Do you have to unscrew some ancient light bulb from there and uh, nobody notices this? Do you do it in broad daylight? If you're the one stealing them, give me a call, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I would love to hear from you. Uh, on this kind of crime. The other thing, uh, there are other people who would like to hear from you also, but you know, go ahead and give me a call. Uh, just make sure you leave your name and your address with our call screener. Um, and then what are you doing with them? I guess you sell them off because of the metal that's in there. Um, and that is something that has been increasing in, in crime all over the place. With lampposts, there's different metals that people get. In fact, I am a victim of, of this. I found out recently. I had an old Honda Accord uh, sitting in front of my house, that um, I couldn't get it smogged. And so I was having a hard time selling it. Uh, I couldn't get it smogged simply because there's a check engine light on and you can't get it smogged if that's the case. And to fix that light was very expensive. And uh, then the pandemic happened and I let the car sit there. I didn't start it up, so the battery went dead. It's sitting there for a while. Finally, I got around to, to getting rid of it. And uh, I started it up after uh, AAA came out and uh, put a battery in there for me at... Uh, which was convenient, kind of expensive way to do it, but it's all right. And all of a sudden it sounded like, you know, the car, like a Harley Davidson and there's exhaust coming out from the bottom of it. Somebody had stolen the catalytic converter right out of my car in front of my house. 
Uh, did they do that during the day? Did anybody see this? Did they, you know, and I don't know when. I've been sitting there for months. So uh, you know, it would be really complicated to go to a neighbor and say, can I see your ring doorbell uh, videos for the past 12 months? Uh, neighbors don't like that too much. Anyway, crime is uh, taken off. What are your thoughts about it? 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Jeff from Glendora, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Jeff? Yes, good afternoon. Yeah, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for calling. And um, what's on your mind? Well, just your question triggered me. I, you know, a 60-plus law-year-old uh, year old uh, law-abiding citizen and really never had any kind of serious problems, but I don't know if it's the news or if it's a reality, but it seems like uh, crime is so much on the rise. Uh, I applied for, I was actually received a concealed carry permit. All right. And so do you actually carry it with you? Yes. You yeah, have... It's relatively new, but I'm getting used to carrying it. And I, I just, I know that now I can take care of my family. If somebody starts something, um, something odd. If uh, we've had a lot of training, there's uh, four four men in my Bible study group. We've had uh, hours and hours, of, in fact, six days of training on how to uh, handle a concealed weapon and how to uh, make sure you you do everything you can first to not. This uh, is something you do in your uh, your Bible study group, your small group Bible study. You uh, you all are packing well, heat, no. huh? Do you have an argument no, about I, like I, Calvinism or something, I, and uh, you just have to start worrying about each other? I presented that wrong. We, we don't do it in the Bible study group, but the four of us have traveled to uh, training camps to do this type of uh, work. Okay. Uh, but it, uh, it's, we, you know, it's interesting to have it all in common, and we have, there's no fear. It's just uh, uh, what we feel is a, a wisdom to make sure we can protect our families. Do you feel like, um, I mean, just in general, you know, people have different thoughts about these things, but is this, regardless of whether you think it's a good idea to, to get a permit or not, is this the direction that our entire society is headed in? Or is this just something that will kind of wane after a little while? Well, I, I hope it is not a direction. I hope it is a, a temporary thing, maybe an overreaction to COVID lockdowns or whatever. Mm. But I know we live in a very quiet community, but several of the stores have had the smash and grab type of things go on. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a couple of years ago where there was a shooting nearby. So these, it seems to be escalating rather than de-escalating. Yeah, I, I think it is. Okay, Jeff, thank you for your call. Appreciate it very much. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like Jeff. Um, and people, you know, an interesting thing about this subject, it's a hard subject, you know, and pastorally, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Um, I know that there are probably in most, uh, most places you go, there's probably somebody carrying a gun these days. Um, and hopefully they're responsible like Jeff and they're getting trained and they're thinking about it. Um, the increase in you know, states that allow that, California, you know, you, you have some ways of getting a concealed carry permit, although it's difficult. I should have asked Jeff how he managed that. But uh, in some states now you can carry your weapon just openly, open carry. Uh, that's happening quite a bit and it's increasing. Um, and one of the things you've got to be careful about is that accidental shootings increase in all of those places. So there, there are some evidence that um, it can help reduce crime, but there's also tremendous evidence of accidental shootings, uh, especially with kids. Uh, I know a family where that, that happened. A kid found a gun in the house and was showing, uh, one kid was showing the kid his dad's gun and, uh, one of the kids died 
um, with an accidental shooting, and it's a terrible thing. So if if that's the direction you want to go, uh, please, please take care. I think that a lot of people are doing that. I've noticed that uh, Costco sells gun cases. Did you know that? Different Costcos, they sell different things, right? But uh, um, a lot of them sell gun cases. And the way Costco works, as I understand it, is it's a cash-only business, so they won't carry something if they actually don't sell off their inventory every 30 days. And they've been carrying these for a while. It means people are buying them. I mean, maybe they're just fancy safes or something But uh, for some people. But All right, um, is that the response? Is that the appropriate Christian response to go arm yourself? Uh, I can tell you what, as a pastor, I have been told by many people, and in particular law enforcement people, that I should look into it. Uh, should I do that? I mentioned before, you can buy bulletproof pulpits, which I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to duck down in the pulpit while somebody's coming in there, although they're probably coming in to get me, right? That's what, that's what happens. It's a scary time that we live in. And um, you can give me a call, 888-LA-TALKS, if you've got a thought about it. 888-528-2557 is the number. And uh, what do we do about uh, these things? And still, if you are the person who is stealing the, the streetlights from uh, the Glendale Hyperion, Hyperion Viaduct, uh, please give me a call, 888-528-2557. Do you put them on Craigslist? And how much are you getting for those things? Uh, give us a call with that. All right. Hey. This is Scott Furrow. I'm your guest host in Southern California Live. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. Great to be with you today and on this fine afternoon we have here today. And I, we are talking about crime and the increase of crime that's going on. And uh, I'm encouraging uh, whoever it is that is stealing the street lamps off the uh, bridges in L.A., uh, those nice old 100-year-old bronze lamps that are so iconic, give us a call. Tell us how you do that. Leave us your name and number and, you know, how we can get in touch with you. I uh Looked them up on uh, Craigslist and all of Los Angeles, and I don't see anything about street lamps on there. Um, maybe I should look in a different category. Maybe it's kind of tricky that way, um, but I, I'm not finding them on there. Lots of lamps, lots of lamps on there. Number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Before the break, we had a caller who called in and said he recently got his concealed carry permit, and uh, he and all the guys in his Bible study apparently are carrying guns. That's not exactly what he said, but that's kind of what he said. Huh? It's like, oh, do you guys argue about stuff? I've had, you know, anyway. Uh, let's go to the phone. Sylvester in Riverside. Sylvester, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm having a blessed day, sir. Oh, good for you. What's on your mind? Well, as a, as a pastor myself, you know, with the uh, crime is not only going up, it's everywhere. Putting people yeah. out of prison and jails. Uh, we also have an epidemic uh, that, that's picked up speed in the last few years with the knockout game where people would just randomly walk up and just hit people in the face. And right. people are dying with that. Uh, home yeah. invasions. I mean, you name it. it, it it's, it's actually pervasive. It's an epidemic that nobody's talking about. So my question is, what is the body of Christ supposed to do? I have my own ideas and philosophies that I teach. Where do you come on that? Yeah, well, uh, let me tell you what I think. Sylvester, where are you a pastor at? 
uh, uh, it's called uh, Home Churches International and the United Saints of America. All right. Uh, hey, what are your what's your plans? How do you deal with that? Um, the violence that we're seeing, especially violent crime uh, and crime, like you mentioned, that is just increasing. What are your thoughts about it? What do we do as the body of Christ? Well, my, yeah, well, my thought is is that th- that's part of being uh, sober and vigilant. Is my mm. uh, is my point uh, uh, is that I teach uh, the, the saints, and that is, you know, that God said there would be days like this. And I think that's last right. time I called in with you, I, I I asked you a question in regards to why did Jesus tell the disciples how many swords do we have? You know, and you oh, said yeah. two. He said that's enough. And, you know, so even Christ himself knew that there was a time for defense. And even in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for everything under the sun. So, uh, and, and also being a veteran myself, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start anything. I don't look for trouble, neither should anybody. But at the same time, if you threaten me and mine, and especially if you come into my home, uh, you know, there's going to be consequences uh, on both sides. But I'm just saying, I'm not going to walk in fear, but at the same time, I'm going to encourage the saints to make sure that we take care of our homes first and foremost. Yeah, all right. Uh, hey, Sylvester, thank you for calling and listening. I'll give you my thoughts here then. Uh, you know, um, self-defense and those issues are are complicated, especially in a world where we see so much violence. And, you know, one of the things that concerns me is sometimes if we, when we glorify it, when we get excited about uh, maybe whatever weapon that we have, um, I think Sylvester is right. We need to be humble about it and we need to be sober-minded about it and how dangerous uh, these things are. And keep in mind, you know, the whole idea of uh, even home defense is you've got to be prepared for what that means uh, if you're going to take another life of a human being. Um, not that you don't defend yourself, but it's a big deal. It's not something that is just simple to do or something that you're just going to get over because you're justified and you very well might be. You know, one of my thoughts is, is this. Um, the Bible is always calling us to have wisdom for circumstances, you know, and, and sometimes we have uh, situations that uh, are very difficult to come up with a clear moral understanding of what it is that we're called to do as Christians. I would say that some of you would say that a Christian shouldn't have uh, a gun at all, and others of you might say, no, Christians should have them and be uh, be armed but be wise about it. Uh, however you look at it, I think being wise is the most important thing um, with with this. In the book of Ecclesiastes, if you read that book, I encourage you to study the whole book. First part of it might depress you, but the second part of it is wonderful because you see Solomon, who is an old man who has done everything under the sun, and he's the wisest man ever, but he's also tested everything in his wisdom, and he's found out that there's only a few things that matter. And one of the things he says in Ecclesiastes 9, verse 13, he says, I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built a huge siege works against it. Now there lived in that city a man poor but wise. He saved the city by his wisdom. But nobody remembered that poor man. So I said, wisdom is better than strength, but the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are no longer heeded. The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. I thought about that with this, and one of the best questions that you can ask in your life, 
when you're saying to yourself, should I, uh, should I get a gun? Should I not get a gun? Or should I, you know, do this or do that, whatever it might be. You can ask the question, is it moral or is it biblical or is it ethical? Is it legal? Um, you can even ask, is it right or is it wrong? And we might have disagreements on the answers to those questions. But when you ask the question in your life with any sort of decision like this, is it wise? Is it the wise thing to do? You're going to narrow down your choices. Do you understand? You're, you're going to narrow down what it is that um, you're going to choose. Is it the wise thing to do? Um, you know, not, not am I able, is it moral, is it legal, is it right? It might very well be all of those things. People can have different answers, but is it the wise thing to do? I use this with the kids when it comes down to, uh, for example, uh, marijuana being legal now, especially does, does it being legal make it the, uh, a good thing to do? And people argue about it, right? No, it's good for this. And I'm not talking about medicinal things and some other uses, but I'm talking about recreational, let's go out and get high just for the fun of it, uh, marijuana. Uh, let's smoke a joint. Okay. Uh, is it legal? Yes. Is it, is it right? Well, people have different opinions about it, you know, but is it wise? The answer is no. You know, in most cases, right? No, it's, it, it clarifies things that question doesn't. And that's the question I think that we have to ask with what do we do about rising crime together in a big case? What is the wise thing for the church to do? What is the wise way for us to respond in a culture? What are the wise things for us to do? And we should focus on that question in our life. That's that's one of my thoughts about that. Let's go to Steve from uh, uh, Tahunga. Steve, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. Um, doing, Steve? Yeah, I just happened to be driving and turned on the radio and heard you guys talking about this, uh, what you're discussing. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just, want, I just wanted to let you know that, um, yeah, I had moved in to take care of my, uh, my girlfriend, who I've been with for 30 years, but she passed away. And so I moved in uh, to help her mom, who's about 82. So she lives up in a senior uh, citizens, senior uh, citizens like uh, um, area up here in Tahunga. And it's very isolated up on top of the hill, overlooks uh, the Tahunga Wash. Yeah. But I had my truck, my truck parked out there, and somebody probably about mid uh, about mid to 2000 or 2020. I'm sorry. Um, they broke into my truck, and I because I just happened to leave the the back window open, but it was closed. So, but you would have had them known that you could slide it open, but I didn't have a lock, which was my fault. And so, but they got into my cab, took all of my tools that I had mm-hmm. in there, and a couple of bags that had some clothes in there. Okay, so that was one thing that happened in in, in a uh, a sleepy senior uh, neighborhood where there's really no crime. So somebody would have had to have known where this place was at because it's really hard to locate unless you've been up there. So that could have been anybody, but that's, that means that people are driving so, around and you hear, you hear cars driving around sometimes. So what do we do about those? Yeah, what do we do about those kinds of things? I, You've had some things stolen from know, you. Wanna, let me add one more thing. Let me just add one more thing. And then mid-2021, uh, somebody actually took my tags off of my back license plate. <laughs> they scraped it off. Yeah. That happens. So I, had, I had to go. I had to go back to uh, uh, well, Triple A. They'll, they'll do yeah. that and and get my tags. But someone actually told so. There and I asked somebody about this. Oh yeah, so people are ripping people's um, tags off of their cars because they're either not paying for their uh, registration or whatever, yeah. and or they're driving around something illegal. It's a stolen car. 
or something. So, I mean, right. there's definitely crime like that that's going on. Yeah, those things are going it? on. And no idea. Steve, I'm going to have to go, but I appreciate your call. And, you know, those things make us feel, you know, violated. And uh, they happen, I think, all of us in one way or another. But I'm glad you're okay, Steve. You know, there are people listening who have experienced uh, – uh, a lot of violent crime, a lot of personal attack. And, uh, you know, um, and maybe you live in a place where you're more concerned about um, crime versus the other. What I would just leave you with is this before we go to the break and uh, change the subject in the next hour. Um, wisdom is better than strength. Um, be a wise person. Whatever you think on these things, we're not going to solve all the issues, but be somebody who is who is wise and ask God for wisdom. The book of James tells you that wisdom uh, will be given to you if you ask. And here in this great story uh, from Ecclesiastes that I read, uh, this poor man saved the city by wisdom. If you're concerned about crime rising and you're concerned about things in our culture, and we've got good reason to think that, and there's reasons today that are you know kind of right in front of us of what we need to be thinking about, Wisdom, it's its not the thing that you're going to remem- be remembered for necessarily. That's what this says. Nobody remembered him, and they, in fact, didn't even like his words. But wisdom saved the city. You want to save the city? If the church wants to save the city, we need to be wise in everything we do. Be wise, my friends. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. 888-52-TALKS is the number, 888-528-2557. I'll be right back in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.